Hello, Yuvik. Uh, welcome to Starry Indecisis, Season 4, Episode 1. Uh, I'm Tom DeKezzi. I'll be one of your podcast hosts, managers, producers over the course of the year. You'll be hearing me um, in your ear holes uh, over the next couple of weeks. And uh, who am I here with? Uh, my name is Casty Menard. And Patrick McDermott. What do you two do, though? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we are also uh, manager, producers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole shebang. Um, yeah, so this is part one of our intro episode, but we're recording it actually several weeks, almost a couple months after the second part. Uh, so there's a bit of a time time lag there. But yeah, you're going to hear in the second part of this episode just us going through a little quiz. Uh, I believe it was a 36 questions to fall in love. That was a good time. Uh, I don't, we didn't do all 36 questions and we also didn't, we're not going to put out all of our answers either because <laughs> things, things went off the rails at different points. Uh, but it's, it's just like a fun little quiz for, for the listeners to get to know us better before we hop into the season um, and start talking about what is it that we talk about here on Star Indecisis? Like, obviously it's a, it's a law podcast, but do we feel like we have a narrow theme beyond that? No, I mean, I think it is just general, anything kind of current that we find interesting in the law. We do, I think, have a tagline, technically. Um, really? Says, like, we're, yeah, exploring issues relevant to law students and the law at large. Oh, that's I, that's I from previous did. seasons. I definitely <laughs> didn't approve that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I guess I guess to give people just a quick summary of what to expect Everything both of you just said, we're going to be talking obviously about legal issues. We are all law students here at the UVic Faculty of Law, but but also just things that we find interesting in the law. So whether it's like current events, interviews with interesting people, pressing issues, um, ways that law intersects with people's day-to-day lives. Those are, I think, the kinds of things that we're going to be touching on. I think at the end of the episode, we'll, we'll give everybody a quick little heads up of, of what they can expect um, from the season. But today, we just wanted to start off by letting the listeners know a little bit about us, our background, where we're coming from. As part of Appeal, which is the law journal at UVic, um, we've had a lot of conversations this semester, just as on the editorial board, uh, just about positionality statements, uh, even with regard to to the papers that people submit uh, to appeal. I think sometimes it really helps to know, irrespective of, of what the topic is that someone's writing. I think actually, no, I think it, it sometimes does really matter what the topic is and, and how someone's writing. But sometimes it helps to know where someone is coming from. What's their perspective? If they're speaking on um, the concerns of a particular group, are they part of that group? Are they adjacent to it? Do they have any any experience or relationship with it or with the topic or with the issue. It really helps inform uh, just even as a reader how you approach something. And we thought that was the same thing with the podcast. We're going to be talking about a lot of different issues this this semester. And, you know, listeners might wonder, where are we coming from? Uh, so we thought this episode would be a good, a good place uh, to do that. Um, and also just have conversations about the land and the territory that we're on, which is something that we've also been talking about a lot this semester. So I guess I can hop into hop into a little bit of, of who I am. Yeah, my name is Tom DeKezzi, and I use he, him pronouns. I am a second-year law student here at the UVic Faculty of Law. I did my undergrad at the U of A in biology, but going way back, I was born in Lusaka, Zambia. Uh, my family has roots in Rwanda and the Congo. Um, we immigrated to Canada when I was four years old, settling in Treaty 6 territory, the traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, and Nakota Sioux. 
also known as Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, and that's where I grew up and studied my undergrad and uh, will probably go back to at some point. My name is Cassidy Menard. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and uh, I'm also a second year in the JD program. Uh, I was born and raised in Yellowknife Northwest Territories, which is the territory of the Yellowknife Dene First Nation, which is also known as Chief Drygeese Territory. Um, but I did my undergrad here at UVic in creative writing, uh, which is located on the unceded lands of the Lukungan peoples. Uh, and now I'm here again for law school. Yeah, my name is Patrick McDermott. I use he, him pronouns. I'm also a second year law student here at UVic. Uh, and I grew up a settler on the unceded territory of the Musqueam people. I went down to California for my undergrad, where I studied economics, environmental policy, and stats before coming back up to Canada for law school. And so here I'm now living, studying, and recording this podcast on the unceded territories of the Lekwungen peoples and where relationships between this land and the Songhees, Esquimalt, and Musanish peoples have existed since time immemorial. I think in all of our in all of our introductions we acknowledge the fact of like the land where we're from and where we are now, where we've been in the intermediate. And yeah, that's something that we thought would be really important. Um, just as an opening, opening conversation uh, to have um, on the podcast, because I don't know, even though it's this is a, a digital medium and, you know, it exists in the ether of the Internet. At the same time, it is also something which happens you know, in a physical space on physical land, you know, like we are recording in a given place with with, with a particular history. And we thought that's that's something to to reckon with and, and to start before we start the journey of this season. I know for myself personally, when I when I was doing my introduction, I was pretty intentional to use the word settling, settling in Treaty Six territory, which to be frank is a is a relatively new word for me to use. I know in my case is having come to Canada as an immigrant and as a refugee. Um, I definitely didn't feel like a settler for most of my life. But, you know, in a sense, you are and you're not. Like on one hand, I've always been aware of the fact that I'm I'm not white um but at the same time i've also benefited from from white supremacy and more specifically anti-indigenous systems uh i think in my own life just the fact that i'm able to study you know at a, at a law school which is which is a pretty privileged institution and position to be in um you know my family's relatively middle class at least has been for most of my life like that's uh those are obviously clear privileges and and so i think for me as as you know, as a as a black person, African immigrant who also lives in 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 this particular system, you know, you kind of feel like you occupy that middle space, and there's a there's a temptation to be complacent with regard to actively engaging in reconciliation. That's something I've definitely been guilty of in the past, but I, I think I've more recently begun to confront my own complicity in systems of oppression, and hopefully even with this podcast. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how 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 do you where where do you guys fall in terms of how you've come to understand your relationships with the territory and the land, especially even with regards to the podcast. So I approach land acknowledgements, I think, you know, in the same way that Tom does in recognizing um, the privileges that I have. But I think also I come back to these ideas of gratitude and humility. I I think personally, like one of the most impressive and and powerful things that you can do as a person is to uh, change your mind when you learn new things and when you receive new information. So it's kind of that that openness and that continual uh, learning um, that I try to keep top of mind uh, in my day to day, but especially when unpacking biases and learning about things that 
are perhaps, you know, progressive or unfamiliar, such as indigenous legal orders. Although I think at UVic, probably we wouldn't call (laughs) indigenous legal orders necessarily unfamiliar. And then I don't know, I think this is maybe going to sound a little cheesy, but I feel like like land ultimately is this nurturing thing. And um, like when I think about how much academics have been a part of my life, I am so grateful for all of the the resources that have made that possible. So like all of the the water that I drank as a child and the food that I ate and the and the shelter and the all those things have made it possible to do what I love and to to be I guess un- accomplished the way that I am. Um, and I recognize that that because I'm white, because I'm straight, middle class, that I was able to access those resources, and that so many Indigenous folk um, are not able to access those resources. Um, so I think for me, land acknowledgments is uh, a chance to recognize and to remember um, on an ongoing basis that all of the accomplishments that I have um, and that I will have are ultimately rooted in the land, and that the very least that I can do is to uh, engage in uh, these questions about stewardship and about uh, the land's uh, original peoples. Yeah, I, w- I definitely want to echo what what both of you have already said about land acknowledgments and and definitely acknowledge yeah the privilege that I have and how how I've benefited from colonialist systems and institutions. I think too what land acknowledgments represent to me is also just kind of a dispelling of the the myths of some colonial concepts that kind of permeate the law like the doctrine of discovery and kind of it, it functioning too as acknowledging indigenous sovereignty and indigenous legal orders and then too i think land acknowledgments come with a responsibility particularly maybe as law students to kind of learn and push back against the status quo and colonialist legal structures that continue to result in kind of systemic violence and inequities. And then obviously as a member of a pod, this podcast as well, there's kind of a responsibility to view the work we're doing and putting out through that lens and try to ensure as best we can that we're not perpetuating any harmful ideas or or practices. And so hopefully I can I can practice as much as I preach in that respect. I think on that topic, something we talked about uh, just in in our, in our own conversations is, I don't know, the the fact that you know, given that neither of us are indigenous ourselves, of of what exactly that looks like, you know, creating space for indigenous voices and and having like respect respectful and like meaningful conversations and I don't know engagement with the fact of where we are in the history of of the land that we're on. I think Patrick, you kind of touched on it. There was like a there was kind of like a debate um, for a couple of weeks amongst amongst the, the group of whether we wanted to do land acknowledgments at the beginning of episodes just because of the fact that I think in in our own experience yeah I think we're all roughly about the same age but you know for like for a while land acknowledgments weren't a thing at all and mm-hmm. then they slowly kind of started to become more and more of a thing in like particular spaces and then it just became like completely widespread to the point where you would see even like corporations and groups and entities that were like actively working against the interests of indigenous people were like also making land acknowledgements, whether it's like in the in the footers of their websites and things like that. And I think for for a lot of us, there's kind of the sense of like, you know, is this is this acknowledgement really mean what it 
used to or what it could mean and like do we do we want to do that or is it kind of just like an empty gesture or an empty platitude and i think we've decided that we do want to do them at the beginning of episodes just more like personalized and obviously done by the host and and maybe you know with the with the eye with an eye on connecting it to what the actual topic is about but i don't know how how do we feel as though our thinking has evolved even on that point yeah i'll I'll talk a bit i think yeah. Um I was sort of maybe an outlier a little bit. I I think it comes from the fact that I the, like you mentioned Tom that we grew up in spaces where land acknowledgments weren't super pre- prevalent. I also think though like in in the north like they're even less prevalent um and that might not be a good thing like that might just be um a nature of the north being like a little bit behind. But I think what you see instead is is a welcoming from Indigenous folk, from mm-hmm. elders, from drummers. And I, I think I just am partial to that a bit more because I, I find sometimes that acknowledgements feel like, like they really other Indigenous folk and that it feels like we're saying that we're pretending that Indigenous people aren't like actually part of these spaces actively when they very much are. And, but I, I mean, I, that's, I think my ultimate goal is for us to have had maybe someone who was able to, to do a welcome or something like that. But I absolutely recognize that it is not fair to put that intellectual and emotional labor on Indigenous people and that that's not an appropriate thing to do for every podcast um, episode or, um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, we're perfectly capable of doing fulsome, uh, genuine blind acknowledgements if we're being intentional about it. Like, I think it's good to let these listeners know, like, not all of our episodes are explicitly addressing Indigenous issues. I don't know if that's a huge surprise to people, but, you know, there's, we are going to be touching on a lot of different topics. And so I think, I think an important thing for us, maybe even at the start of the season, and even in this conversation is just to, just to set that frame, whereas, you know, even if, a particular episode is talking about you know what seems to be a totally separate and detached issue just to have something at the very beginning of the volume of work that people can come back to and at least know that where our mindset is at and that, that there's an awareness on on behalf of on behalf of the entire podcast that said we i know we do have some episodes that are in the works that are more explicitly talking on on issues of like reconciliation indigenous legal orders but yeah i think it is just important it was just important for us to let people know that there is that awareness so that as we go on through the season you know and as we talk about how like all the different topics that we're going to touch on just so people know that that this is at least something that we have that we want to address um in the ways that we can or i'd add to which we we talked about a little bit before was kind of about accountability like Mm-hmm. Um, if we're, you, you come back and, and go listen to a later episode, then come back to this and, and think we're not upholding what we, what we say we intend to do. Yeah. Let, let us know because that's, that is our, our true intentions. And so we'll put our email down in the show notes and, and you can <laughs> let us know. starting out <laughs> no i listen I, I, yeah, I listen to a fair amount of podcasts there's one radio lab which they have this tick it was cute at first but now it's getting annoying <laughs> but we're before we every tick. interview they'll like include a little clip of them doing the audio testing they'll be like me 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 and then <laughs> and then they'll actually cut to like the actual interview 
Let's do it. But yeah, like I think we could have started. Yeah, we're here. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah. Do you wanna, um, do you let's all clear our voices. <clears throat> Um, it's not a segment; it's an experience, sir. Yeah, it's a season. It's a season of stories. Um, Explain what we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is the uh, Starry and Decisive podcast, um, presented by Appeal, the University of Victoria's official law journal. Um, what is it? Season three, four, four? I think. Yeah, season four. We're gonna have to cut that out after <laughs> if we're wrong. Yeah, you just, you, you just hear <laughs> just, just someone else's just, whole thing. Six. Just a weird dub. Yeah. <laughs> Three. <laughs> um, but this is all of our... Actually, no, I was going to say it's all of our first season, but you've... Yeah, some of you may recognize that sultry voice from... <laughs> <laughs> from last season. <laughs> last season, the greenwashing episode. Personally, one of my favorites. Me too. I it's, loved that one. It's yeah. very kind of you to call it sultry. I yeah. think I think that's gilding the lily a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> who was it? There was someone who once mentioned no, it. Was, your voice sounds yeah. like, like the ultimate stoner voice. Yeah. <laughs> who said that? It, it was... <laughs> yeah, the, the first thing... <laughs> To me was, to wow, name, you sound yeah. like the the biggest stoner I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I th- I don't think you sound like a stoner necessarily, but you do sound like a it's, circle. It's the, it's the I, I feel like I have a deviated septum and it's um, it's all oh, congested it? in my like nose. Monkey? No. This no. Is so- <laughs> no. Wow. But truth comes out. But that also doesn't answer the question. I think of how we ended up in this studio, the three of us mm-hmm. recording a podcast. Um, so I think that probably this is something worthwhile to talk about um, is why we're working on Appeal um, in particular. So for anyone who doesn't know, Appeal is, I think like I mentioned at the beginning, it's the student-run law journal at the Faculty of Law. So um, our editorial board is all students um, at the law school. And every year we publish an issue where we um, accept submissions, of whether it's from students or academics or people who are just interested in legal topics and they write papers um, just on those different topics and then we um, edit, um, review, and ultimately publish those in the Appeal uh, Law Journal. I think does it come out every spring usually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know the exact date, but that's when it comes out. And so that's, I guess, the larger body that we're under and then we are, um, what is it? The ugly stepsisters. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I feel like we're the, the cool kids. kids. Yeah. Okay, black we're sheep. the black sheep right, of the family. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Yes. <laughs> no one knows um, what we're doing, do we? Just show up at these meetings and we're like, and. <laughs> yeah. So we, zero accountability. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's great. But yeah, we are the other, the other part of uh, of the Peel Law Journal, the Starry and Decisis podcast. Um, I don't know if we do we have like any particular mandate. To the same extent that the journal does, produce podcast episodes. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, like two episodes at least, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, create an unspecified number of <laughs> podcast episodes. Um, I think mostly touching on legal topics. Um, I think I think I'd probably say that pretty broadly because yeah, yeah, legal topics, legal adjacent. Yeah, and the law is a pretty broad thing overall. Like it could touch on politics or. Um, Some would say the law is politics. <laughs> Damn. Third eye. Oh, can you say that? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you say it again? <laughs> I think that's fine. 
you're using it in an expressive <laughs> do you want us do you want us to bleep that out we'll see you? we'll find out we'll find out how the censors feel about it i'll take a note i love uh, that if it is bleeped <laughs> out though like it will sound like it's something like way worse than what it yeah, is yeah yeah, yeah we're just not even that damn, proud of word that's that's hilarious that's like actually the dry side effect right there <laughs> Anyway, it's not a bad word. Um, why I'm Why are you on appeal? I want to know. Why am I on appeal? Um, I uh, I was kind of bored, and uh, <laughs> I wasn't bored. But you know, I think you can only take so many lectures um, and readings before it really starts to tear away at you, um, eat away at you. Um, and I I've done some like podcasting work in the past at my old. Um, at my undergrad university, I worked at the magazine there um, and helped with their radio show and podcast. So it's something I'd done before, and I really enjoyed it. I think podcasting is a really good medium in the sense that um, I think it's just a lot more accessible sometimes than the written word is. Um, that's no disrespect to the journal, but it's just the fact that a lot more people can listen than No, this is disrespect to the <laughs> yeah. journal. This is our disrespect. Noted disrespect. <laughs> wow. No, but I, I do think podcasting can be... Um, a lot more accessible, you know, it's something you can do when you're just like driving or washing dishes or running your errands um, and you can learn at the same time. So I've always been a big fan of podcasting. When I saw this was an opportunity and I could get credit for it, um, I was sold on it. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's how I ended up here. Well, for me, I, I have no podcast experience and I don't even listen to that many podcasts. Whoa. I know. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, though. That takes up all of my time. But I, I was drawn to uh, Starry and Decisive just because it was felt like a very creative project, far more creative than anything that you get to do in law school normally. Um, and I really liked the idea of, like, I, I feel like in law school, a lot of people seem like they have answers to a lot of questions or they have a very clear idea about, like, the law. And I just feel like, for me, I'm still really unpacking that and working through that. And I felt like the podcast was an opportunity to, to go and, like, investigate things, I guess, and figure out answers to questions. I think people who probably have a good idea are probably more <laughs> likely wrong. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. But it, it, you get this impression, though, that... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you absolutely do. Yeah. That there are answers to that, questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like, actually, is there no answer to any question? <laughs> Ever? <laughs> <laughs> There's your existential minute. Um, <laughs> it's a nihilistic moment there. Yeah. Oh, um, Patrick, why are you back on the podcast again? Just um, you're running. Yeah, why'd you come back? I, I suppose, well, first, in the first place, um, over the pandemic, I was, I was a COVID tester. And so working full time, uh, just telling people how to spit into tubes. <laughs> Oh. And <laughs> I didn't know that. This is interesting. And then during that time, well, so yeah, I was didn't, you, didn't they do swabs? No, we did spit tests. Oh, okay. yeah. That seems more dangerous. No, no, no. I, I think the opposite because they do it themselves. We oh, just yeah. we just collect these vials of spit, and so we have these. <laughs> we would have these big just trays of of tubes of hundreds of people's spit. Spit. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> but while I was doing that all day. Yeah. For I would just be listening to podcasts the entire time, and so I really got into podcasts during then, and just I mean consuming ridiculous amounts of of podcasts during that time, and then that's such a sorry that's such yeah. an interesting origin story for like yeah. why you listen to podcasts. <laughs> it's like some I just had spit. <laughs> um, yeah. and and then coming into law school, I guess just then becoming a, a big legal nerd, and so 
getting to deep dive on these topics and talking to these very interesting people was obviously then just very appealing for me. And then obviously had a feeling, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) had a great experience last year. And so wanted to continue that this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've got, um, I think we've got a good team this year. Um, we're not the only ones. There are also some volunteers who you may at some point, um, be hearing on the podcast. Uh, I guess we're just the podcast managers. Is that mm-hmm. our official title? We are higher on the food I team. think you can make up Whoa. whatever <laughs> title you want. There's a hierarchy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize this was all Darwinistic. No, no, no. Yeah. What were you saying, Patrick? I think you can make up whatever title you want. Uh, but yeah, there are some other voices that you may hear at some point uh, during the season. But I guess we're like the, I don't know, main cast, but I think we're probably the voices you're going to hear the most. Um, in terms of the actual episodes, a lot of them are still in production at the time of recording. That might obviously be different by the time this comes out. But um, I do think we are, just from the discussions we have, going to cast a pretty wide net in terms of things we talk about. Um, So, yeah, if you are a law student or someone, a legal professional, someone interested in law, I think there's going to be something for you. Um, But I think even if you're not, there's a lot that uh, could be gained from this podcast. I think generally the conversations, we're going to try to keep them pretty accessible just in terms of the language and the concepts um yeah i think that's a commitment we can make right Mm -hmm. absolutely and also just because you brought up when uh when we're recording this i think the bar right now is set super low for podcasting because Mm -hmm. uh i don't know if you saw yesterday but Kanye was on a podcast oh. and <laughs> professing his love to Hitler. So, <laughs> yeah. really, we can only yeah, go just, up just from for clarity's sake, this goes will be recorded um, early December 2022. <laughs> I just don't know what the situation's gonna be like uh, for posterity. <laughs> we'll yeah. say that. Yeah, I don't know if Kanye's gonna be on the, some watch list at, at a certain <laughs> point, but uh, yeah, that's when we were recording this. Um, <laughs> thank you for that, Patrick. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> But yeah, I guess that's the bar. That's the bar. Well, if we right, can yeah. be better than that, yeah. I think. I think. I think we we've achieved something. I think we already are better. Yeah, right we now can. This we can definitely shoot way above that. Um, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we want to move into the rest of the episode? Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do questions. that. Let's, let's move away from us. talking about Kanye and Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Where did you get um, these questions, Tom? To kind of explain things, uh, if you listen to the last season, the first episode, which I think all of us enjoyed, they. They did a little introduction. I think it was Vincent, Sarah, Camille. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they just didn't. Uh, they asked each other some questions, and we thought we would do something along those lines. Um, we were too lazy to think of our own, so we actually just took them from a famous uh, New York Times article from a couple years ago. The thirty-six questions that lead to love. Some of you may or may <laughs> not have heard of it. Um, made seem oddly intimate for a legal podcast, but um, first of all, a lot of the questions are really good. And, um, yeah, we, we do hope that you fall in love with the show um, over the course of the particular. season. Well, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, oh. I, prefer, like, uh, I prefer admiration. I was going to say, it doesn't have to be romantic love. Like, fr- I guess friendship type love. God, that's there's true. different that's kinds. That's true, yeah. I, I love content creators. Um, so, yeah, those we're going to be going through some of those questions. Not all 36, most likely, just because... <laughs> We only have a one-hour booking slot, and so we have, we have half an hour left here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. So we're just trying. To, we're gonna cover as many as we can. But before that, Patrick, do you, do you still well, want to ask any questions? Sure. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to say, what's your favorite podcast? Whoa, maybe the most important question of all. 
Cassidy, you seem like you're itching to answer that question. Because I don't, I don't have an answer uh, because I don't really listen to podcasts. Um, I know. Yeah. I I liked Serial, though. I have listened to Serial, the first season. I didn't really... Yeah, the second it. season wasn't that good. I, I skipped the second season and I went to the third, which also wasn't that good because it was. it's more like each episode is of one particular case, but yeah, I liked season, over yeah. the first season of Serial. It was like one long narrative. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is I haven't listened to Serial. I listened to a ridiculous two, amount. Oh my of god, you guys, the first one's so good, and also yeah. it's like it has real world implications. Like because the man much... is out now. Like he, they, like this helps. Yeah, get him no, that that part's exciting. Attention. Um, I think I'm just too much of a hipster. Like when it was coming out, it was so popular. It's like, too I'm mainstream. Not gonna listen You're to too it. much yeah. of a hipster. Are <laughs> yeah, you kidding I was like, me? I can't. Maybe All right, I'll, what's maybe what's the hipster podcast that you like? Like Bill Simmons, no. I listen to a lot of sports podcasts. Oh my god, uh, yeah. you said you were a hipster. Yeah, it's kind of basic. Of me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this American Life. That's kind of. I've heard of that. Mainstream. Uh, yeah, I don't, to think I don't know the, if that's hipster either. You know what I like? Podcast I like is called The Strategist. It's very Albertan of me to like it. But literally, it's these three political strategists, and they're hilarious. Um, and they just talk about politics and, like, yeah, the strategic side of it. So, how you would handle comms or. Um, yeah, just kind of like the backroom politics inner workings. Um, there's a, there's a lot of focus, obviously, on Alberta topics, but it's I think it's by far I think in my opinion the best Canadian political podcast. Um, I'm a big fan of that one. I like it a lot. But they recently put some of the episodes behind a paywall, which I'm not a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. But you know, gotta eat. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> what about you, Patrick? Um, I think right now my favorite's probably five to four which it reflects my american influences and that's oh. on uh, yeah, they're self i'm I well I'm, I'm a dual citizen oh, and okay. so i'm yeah. i'm 50 50 on that double agent mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah five to four self-proclaimed or their i guess their their tagline is uh, a podcast about how much the supreme court sucks and so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. great really recommend it but yeah, we should probably get into that. Yeah, let's the get into the fun questions. Sorry, Patrick. No, no, no. <laughs> let's no, be snappy no. with our answers. So we can yeah. Try to get All right. So we're many. gonna we're gonna try to get through as many questions as we can. Um, obviously, keep the content top rate. But um, of the thirty six questions that lead to love, question number two: Would you like to be famous, and in what way? So I don't know if you want to be infamous, um, feared, loved. I would like to be famous. To- like, or you can say you don't want to be famous. Yeah, I would like to. Be oh, okay. <laughs> but like a moderate amount. Um, I wouldn't want like paparazzi to be involved. You know, like at that point, that becomes like awful, right? Like where it's just totally destroying your life, and you can't. I don't know if I'd want to be like recognized, which I think you is be, like what, a local celebrity. Ah, oh, but that sounds awful, doesn't that? That, that, that sounds sort of sad. <laughs> well, maybe you're just like the news anchor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like people in the neighborhood know. I you, think but. I want like a bit of national. A celebrity, but like maybe as a writer, people don't often know what writers look like, right? So I'd like my name to be recognized, but not like my face, I think. You want the cheers treatment. The cheers treatment, what's that? You go into the bar and, and everyone knows your name? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to cut that out so quickly. <laughs> Like who's comparable? Who's comparable to the level of fame that you would desire? Anne Patchett. <laughs> Anne Patchett. All right. Noticing. A no one knows who that is. This isn't that interesting. I don't know. You know, like, just I want like I want like renown. Who wrote like Hunger Games? Uh, Suzanne Collins. Is I don't that know what like she looks like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
like really famous in one sense. Yeah, or like no really, their their thing are. that they've done is quite famous, but no one knows that they did it. Yeah, writers have that kind of level of anonymity. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. Until that. Until they don't. Until they're J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I guess, yeah, even like well, Stephen King. Yeah. I think George Stephen... George R. R. Martin, yeah. like they're like very famous. I think they're more recognizable, but still, like I think if Stephen King is walking down the street... I wouldn't be like, yeah. Stephen King. You might be like, that guy looks like looks Stephen like King. Yeah. yeah. Patrick, would you like to be famous? I don't think so. I mean, you no, do you just want to be rich? Is that it? No, <laughs> I really have no interest in and well. in that either. I mean, more like I, I feel like there's so many negatives that that go along with fame and and not being able to live like that personal life or like having everything being scrutinized. That would be um, hard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't have any interest in that. I feel like sometimes I think it would be nice to have like the, the influence in terms of like yeah. having stuff heard or like um, like stuff you say having impact. But at the same time, I feel like I, that's earned and I <laughs> I definitely haven't earned that. But you could, you will, will in the future. Wow. <laughs> I have confidence. That's ambitious. Yeah. You gotta shoot for the stars. I think this is the level of fame I want right here where Dozens of people dozens listen, to <laughs> listen to this podcast. If you tell them about dozens it. Dozens and dozens. Yeah. yeah. Mostly friends and family. <laughs> I'm quite famous by friends just, and family. Much loved there, yeah. I like it. Um, Tom, what about you? I think uh, I'm probably leaning more on the Cassidy side of things. Like, I think a good parallel would be, have you ever heard of Chad Hugo? No. Perfect. Yeah. That's exactly, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's example perfect. Yeah. 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 No. So who he is is he's like Pharrell's producing partner, like Pharrell Williams. Yeah. So like, there's uh-huh. the Neptunes. The Neptunes is there's two of them. There's a second guy, Chad Hugo, but no one knows who he is. Or like kind of like Larry David, like before Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, kind of like the sidekick to the really famous person mm. who, like, helps create the thing. Would that start to fester, though, in your heart? Like, because you weren't the famous Well, no, one. It's, it's what I want, though. Okay, yeah, okay. it's what as I want. Maybe, maybe after a while. But I think that's, like, a, a very mm-hmm. nice level of fame where, like, you are still rich. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you want a Wikipedia page? Like, how big is your Wikipedia page? I wouldn't mind a Wikipedia page. That'd like, one nice. with links and stuff? One with links. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's how you decide. That's something to shoot for. I want, yeah, I want a Wikipedia page with links. I don't want a series, though. That'd be too much. Mm. Um, okay, this next one. This is actually a very good one. I feel this, this one tells you a lot about um, you as a person. Before making a phone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do, yeah. all the yeah. time. I do, but <laughs> yeah. also... Not for every call. Like, if I'm, like, calling to make a reservation or something, I'll just call. Or do you rehearse that, too? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I I feel like I used to, actually. Yeah. Really? I used to have, like, very high fear of, of being oh. on the phone. But then, I don't know, particularly through law school, it's kind of forced out of you. Especially, yeah. I don't know, the last two years, I've had to do so many informational interviews that... Uh, you just roll uh, out of bed yeah. and do them. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do them in my sleep now. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. So if it's more of an important call, I'd rehearse it. But I used to, like, before law school, I worked um, in the government, and there were so many phone calls. Like, you'd just be picking up the call or the phone and, like, and calling people internally. And, yeah, you just become immune to it, I think. Oh, I actually, probably even before that, because I worked at um, – the welcome center of like this kind of resort style place. <laughs> so you're answering a lot of calls. And so I answered a lot yeah, of you phones were there. At that point, yeah. yeah, but did you ever make the call? 
Yeah, I had to make a ton of calls oh, okay. for, That's true. Answering for like facilities calls is management and stuff. Yeah, or like when cows got loose out of the pastures. Wow. There was a cow this guy. Was a resort? Yeah, well it was oh, it's, okay. it was <laughs> Black Butte. Cows. It's Black Butte Ranch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Ranch. Black Butte resort. Ranch Welcome Center. This is Patrick. How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your f- phone call answer like? Um I don't know if I have one. I, I do know my voice becomes like very high pitched and soft when I'm on the phone. Like I it almost sounds feminine. High pitched and soft. Yeah, I think so, in my opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I rehearse phone calls. Oh no, I was gonna say, are you do you think you're all are you more callers or texters? Texters. You really a texter? I feel like I used to be I a texter l- when I was younger, but now I've become more of a, a caller, you just stop and I I I prefer when people call me. Really? I like to call people. I think I just find it more efficient sometimes. I feel like if you're sorting out plans. Yeah, yeah, I like to call. Although one thing I hate is voice notes. <laughs> I've never done a voice I, note. Yeah, that's the quickest way to get blocked. <laughs> My pain is to send me voice notes. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I like texting because it's, it's writing, so it's easy to me. Not easy. I, I feel like, I don't know, podcasts are like voice notes. Are they not? No, but they're not. <laughs> voice notes are just like a very self-indulgent way of communicating. This feels self Like they record it and like, you listen to someone literally thinking through their thoughts in real time. They'd be like, uh, well, you know, I was going to do this and that, that, that. Like, this could have been a two-sentence text, but now it's a 45-second voice note. But if you're yeah. in a phone call, you're, you're isn't putting... it about the same, though? Like, if... But at least there's a back and forth. You can I... be like, get to the point. <laughs> I see what you're saying. You're putting you're putting the burden on the other person <laughs> to, like, yeah. parse through it rather than thinking through it and then typing it out, it out. Yeah, what actually matters. Yeah. 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 I feel that. Um, Okay, next question. When did you last sing to yourself or someone else? I don't know if y'all are singers. I sing slash whistle to myself a oh, lot. Do you whistle? You're a whistler. I'm a pretty good whistler, I think. Oh. Do you guys know the musician Andrew Bird? He's very good, and no. he has a lot of whistling in his song. <laughs> <laughs> Check him out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Just like probably yesterday. Um, yeah, I, I, I like to make up songs all the time. Just like Make, you're making, you're them, making up? them up. Yeah, just like little stuff. You know, I'll be like, "Oh, open the door." Walk I don't know. It's just like a very I natural thing. Like, it's just how I go through my days. I just make these little songs. I was at work yesterday. Um, I work at Sport Track, and then they just play the same like 20 songs on loop all the time, and you like slowly lose your mind. You say you work at Sport Check? Yeah. Oh, which yeah. sport check? Going downtown? I'm not telling the people. But <laughs> find me where you find me. Um, but, uh, I'm, and I was there, and yeah, they play the songs all the time. And then I just started singing along to one of them right in front of a customer. I started singing this BTS song. And it was just like reflexive. And she looked at me like, what's going on? I'm like, it's okay. I'm just losing my mind. But um, like so yeah, yesterday was probably the last time I sang to someone else. Inadvertently. Oh yeah, the question was to someone else. Or yourself. Okay. I don't know. Patrick, yeah, more to myself because I have an awful singing voice. But well, what do you what do you like to sing to yourself? Um, Pitbull? No, usually no. usually like hard rock, <laughs> 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 or like Smashing Pumpkins go to the guttural, guttural Gutter. noises. Are you like? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't have that. Uh, the like the death soprano. metal. Like, yeah, you mean like yeah, death yeah. metal or just? No, no, no. Okay. This, this, Smashing Pumpkins aren't death metal. Yeah, I know yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Definitely mind. 
Yeah, although I wonder how you would have the mind without the body. Like, you your brain is... Well, I mean, like, you just wouldn't, like, you know, experience dementia mm. or, like, that kind of yeah, the deteriorating. Mind. Really? I, I feel like I would almost want to go body. Why would you want that? Well, I mean, like, I, I feel like you, even if... Uh, your mind's if, not there. Yeah, oh, I see what you're, you're saying. You're you like have experiences. I mean, I mean, you're... What what are you gonna do with with a mind and this this awful decrepit body? Well, okay, whoa, well, this is like a seventy year old, eighty year old. You can, you can still walk around. Okay, but I'm know. talking like when you're in your nineties too. But, but if you have the body of a thirty year old, but if you have the body of a thirty year old, even if you have dementia, you can just go out and surf every day and. No, you can't. Do you know how dementia because, works? You don't, because you won't. That, you that's like memory. I think though. No, it's not the, memory. It's even basic functions. Yeah. At a certain point. I also think mm. though that yeah, we're point, we are presuming point. we're presuming that at ninety you're gonna have dementia, but not everyone has dementia. I at guess, 90. I so guess, I think yeah. I, mean, I would like, like the, the mind of a ninety-year-old, for sure. Like, because that's you have all this experience and you've and you've learned so much at that point. Plus, you you got a body that functions. You got a rocking. You got a rocking. <laughs> you're on the body say. side. I'm on the body side. Or no, wait. Yeah, no, I'm on the side of. What do I want here? What are the do options again? you want a 30-year-old's body or mind for the rest of your life? I would like a 30-year-old's body and a 90-year-old's mind. But, like, fingers crossed. That fingers crossed I don't still... have dementia. I don't know. I like the whole Like, idea my grandma has get... dementia, but she's, like, 95, and I don't, at 90, she didn't have it, so. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know. I think, um, I kind of like the idea of, like, when you get old... There's no expectations of you to be like in shape or healthy or. No. <laughs> you, know, just kinda, you don't have to put that pressure on yourself now looking either. Forward though. To really, I guess yeah. it's true. Uh, for yourself from that. All right. <laughs> Next one. This is kind of related a little bit. Um, do, do we have some a secret hunch about how we'll die? We can move on from oh, this. I don't have a hunch. I have a fear that I'm just going to trip and fall and, yeah, and break my neck or something. Yeah. And that, like, I'm really afraid of just falling down. Yeah. You don't want to in die a hard in a way. completely avoidable way. Yeah, that's what <laughs> like, I mean. Oh, why like don't something you look both ways before you cross the Yeah. Road? There's so yeah. much that we do to prevent ourselves from dying. And then it's like also it's also fragile and you could die any second. Do you have any hunches, Patrick? No. I I mean I, I, I think similar thing. I just feel like it's gonna be some ridiculous way. <laughs> and maybe most that's people just don't, don't yeah. die that way. Yeah, it's most true. People, it's like, you it's know, true. illness, old age, something like that. But that just seems more exciting, you know. I guess it's more that I'm hoping that it's it's kind of ridiculous. Okay. What? <laughs> really? But at, usually in ridiculous your old well, age. Also yeah, premature. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. yeah. Or yeah. or violent. Like, or of mean. old age in a ridiculous way. <laughs> <laughs> just in a ridiculous place, but you're old. Like Elvis, just die on the toilet or something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's what I mean. <laughs> what about you, Tom? What are you... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really have any hunches. I remember as a kid, I used to think I was gonna. I used to jaywalk a lot. <laughs> so I, I, I was like, tempting myself. fate all the time. Yeah, I was like, you know, this is gonna catch up to me one day. But um, I since changed my ways. I always check both ways. Mm-hmm. Wait for the lights. Um, but yeah, I've I have no secret hunches. Okay, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? I would like to like be able to play an instrument or do something like super well so that you didn't have to go to law school <laughs> yeah i just think it'd be really cool to be in a band or something and i've always wanted to but i have what, no what musical would i would like to be able to play the drums okay because i used yeah. to dance a lot and i feel like i have 
enough rhythm that I could transition into that, but it also seems very hard. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I probably just want to learn. I used to I used to be really good at French, and I lost a lot of it, and so I think I would want to gain that back. But you can speak, so you can sort of speak French then. Yeah, but like my grammar is really bad. I'm too lazy sometimes to like really pick it up again. But yeah, can, can you speak French, Patrick? No, very, very poorly. Okay, I can well, I was trying to make people, that a thing that we all have yeah. in common because I can speak French. No, I think I can impress people who don't know any French. Mm. Mm. That's about the extent. Americans. <laughs> 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 I know, I should keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> any, any quality or ability you'd want to wake up with, Patrick? Um, I suppose being able to never procrastinate. That'd be good. I'll work yeah, that yeah, nice <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I would like to be diligent. <laughs> I get what you mean. Or, or yeah. just like that, uh, I don't know. Some people, you know, have that kind of uh, just warmth about them that, that just brings happiness to all other people in their Too lives. Too late, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, why don't you think you have that? You got warmth. That's very kind of you. That's it. So wait, is it? So is it either procrastination or warmth? I'll, I'll go with I'll go with the the warmth. Like warmth. just just making other Wholesome people. Answer. Yeah. Think thinking about others. I, I think know. you can yeah do that without even having to like wake up one day and have it. Like I think that's a daily endeavor. Okay, let's see this one. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I don't know. Um, Maybe you don't want to know. Yeah. I would like, like, I would like to know, like, who the love of my life is, that kind of thing. But also, maybe if you knew maybe that, you it don't would mess want to it know. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, what if it's someone you're like, oh, them? <laughs> <laughs> They're the love of your life. You wouldn't. Yeah, but it might be like an acquired love, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm you're right. It might, it might throw, throw you off. Yeah. What would you want to know? I don't know, Patrick. What would you want to know? I, um, I want to know if I'm going to die on the toilet like all this. <laughs> But what if they say yes? Now every time you sit on the, on the toilet, toilet, you'll be so paranoid. Be mortally afraid. I'll just, I'll I'll just have to start like going in the woods. <laughs> oh, God. And then, like, you'll be in some weird situation one day where, like, you can't yeah, find it. It's an wood. emergency. Yeah. It's an emergency. Like, oh, this, is <laughs> this is how I go. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't think... I love how highbrow it's sophisticated. <laughs> we are not presenting We're going, ourselves as right? intellectuals. Straight to, to toilet humor. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't, I don't think I'd want to know anything. I feel like mess with the future. There's It's it's freaky. I feel like true. messing Back with the, the fates. Yeah. That's the vibe. Well, I guess you learn anything about yourself. Like Maybe you want to learn like who your ancestors were. Or like. Oh, that's you know. a good one. Yeah, yeah that history. Yeah. I probably don't want to look too far I was going to say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Any yeah. Must be. yeah, depending on where you're from, that might be a little... A little suspect. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I think I'm more on Patrick's side of it. I think I'm just too scared that anything I see, I'd be unhappy with. But then you could change it. No, that's not how it works. What does it say about you no, and your, I mean, life, your no, future? I, mean, I feel like in all those movies, like you see something. And then it's you, impossible Did you watch That's So Raven? <laughs> yeah, like that, <laughs> of was, course. that was like the, the, the classic plot line of the whole show. She yeah, sees yeah. something, she tries to change it, and then it happens. You're right, I forgot my That's So Raven knowledge. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> okay, let's, what are let's some ones that we one think would be like really like humoristic? Okay, we do our last question. Okay, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. 
I feel like a lot, a lot of embarrassing moments. Okay. Well, one that you'd be happy to have broadcast. I, feel, I always have to go first. <laughs> you guys think first. I. Uh, okay, I have a classic one. Okay. Um, I remember when I was in grade eight, we had like a Christmas um, pageant or something at my school. And so everybody came out and like we all like ate and all that. And then for some reason, I think me and a friend of mine were hosting and we decided to start doing karaoke just on the spot. And we just like pulled up just YouTube karaoke videos and me and him thought it'd be funny to do Can't Touch This. And so we got another friend of ours who said like he would dance in the background. And so we put on Can't Touch This. Um, and we discovered that there's more to the song than just the chorus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the verse, he actually raps kind of fast. Oh, shit. And so we couldn't keep up with it. And so we're just like mumbling while the, while the music's going. Um, waiting for it to get to the chorus, and then after a couple seconds, like our whole junior highs, so maybe like 200 kids started booing us. <laughs> stayed there like boo, and but we just stayed up there and just shouted them down. Yeah, show must um, go on. Yeah, and uh, that went on for a couple minutes, and then one of the teachers asked us to leave the stage. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, that was uh, a formative experience. I have one now. I one time was at the bookstore on campus. This was like a couple of years, or this is in my undergrad. And, um, at UVic? At UVic, yeah. And uh, I was just, you know, walking around, and this lady came up to me and asked me, like, she was like, oh, well, where are the sticky notes? And she kind of phrased it in a way that made it sound like she thought that I had worked there. <laughs> and I don't know why, but, like, I was like, oh, do I look like I work here? But not... <laughs> <laughs> It came out so aggressive. Yeah. My friend was with me. She was like, what the f*** is wrong with you? Whoa, okay. She oh, was like, what is deep. wrong with you? <laughs> and then I was like, and then I felt so bad. I was like, I, I sort of meant like, oh, ha, ha. Like, am I dressed like I work at this store? <laughs> like an employee. Do I look bookish to you? <laughs> no, but like, do I look like I'm wearing like a polo and, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and then I felt so bad. I was like please, like, uh, you know, uh, let's find the sticky notes together. Like, I think they might be over here. And I was, like, trying to help her. And oh, so then you started acting like you were... I was. I started acting <laughs> like I was. Yeah. What about you, Patrick? Please drop uh, me. I, mean, <laughs> 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 I, I know, can't. Really, I. We can bleep yeah, it out. Absolutely. Yeah, we, will, we will. For CFUV. Yeah. For our I, podcast feed, I think we can. I'm really trying to think of one that's both suitable for airwaves and, and not more toilet humor. <laughs> Um, a lot of toilet humor, I'm guessing. Yeah. A lot of that. I don't know. I, I suppose um, in high school, I had just switched uh, soccer teams and, and gone up level to this uh, new team. And I was young. I think it was probably like 12 or 13. In high school? And, uh, maybe it was before then. Yeah. Was before. <laughs> How many grades did you skip? Yeah. <laughs> and um, right at the start of practice with a new team, I like... I don't know, I'm just arrogant showing off and then like I, I run up to uh to like the goal and like just try and swing on the crossbar or the goal post and then I just slip and then fall backwards right onto my tailbone and oh. then just like bruise and then it hurts to walk and I <laughs> have trouble practicing. Again, this is new just diet. right in front of everyone. Oh. Yeah. It's our new star player. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how that would have impressed people. It's not really a skill no, that people not. look for in yeah. soccer. It took a while to recover from that one. Yeah. Do we feel like we have time for one more question, or do we? Yeah, let's. I mean, let's do it. No one's here. when did you last cry in front of someone else or by yourself? By myself, I cried 
I think I was. You don't have to say why. It's fine. If that's I can. I can by myself. I was watching the movie Stepmom. Have you seen that movie? No. Anyway, it's very sad. This mom dies of cancer. Um, oh, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like a it's a long time coming. I think you know that it's gonna happen. Okay. Um, I think with other people, I cried. I I really don't like change, and so I find it a hard thing to change, um, transition from the summers in Yellowknife to being here at school. Oh, so when you came back from summer? I cried a little bit, yeah. It's kind of a while ago. So you haven't yeah, cried in yeah. like three months. I do normally cry. I'm a crier. I like crying. I find it cathartic. Yeah. I enjoy it. And it, in fact, I would like to be crying more. That's why I think I watch movies is to try to feel cried. something inside. Um, for me, probably coming back from uh, Santa Cruz, seeing my partner. Oh, that's you know. so, oh, okay. so cute. Similar, similar situation. Yeah. Mm. Same advice. Yeah. Vibes are hard. Yeah. Are hard. yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I'm a happy crier. No, what I'm saying is, yeah, I'm a happy crier in the sense, like, sometimes if I see someone do something really well, that, like, I know they worked really hard to do or it's, like, difficult. Like, sometimes even watching, like, the Olympics. Oh, <laughs> gymnastics so nice. If someone, like, pulls off, like, a perfect, I'll be sitting In there. tears. Oh, God, um, yeah. Well, Simone Biles. I'm yeah, like, oh, yes. I'm trying to remember. I think I cried recently watching The Last Dance. Um... The episode where Michael Jordan wins the championship right after his dad died. <laughs> I was just sitting there. I was like, it was actually ugly crying too. I was like weeping. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's probably the most recent one I can think of. That was a good show. That was yeah. a really good show. A lot of softies in here. Yeah, some, some of these are like, do you yeah, feel like your childhood like, was happy? <laughs> okay, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Oh God, I don't know. I feel like I haven't had it yet. Wow, I like that. Yeah. I also feel like... I guess up to this point? Yeah, I feel like everything's just building on itself. Mm-hmm. And my, what I consider accomplishments are maybe just, like, I like who I am. And I think that's an accomplishment. Wow. That's very self That's a really big accomplishment. Thank yeah, no, you. honestly. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, most people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys like who you are? Uh, satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> with who I am. Definitely room for improvement, but yeah. Yeah. Comparatively, to past selves, I would say yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what so it is. It's not like swinging. you know. swinging, Patrick. <laughs> it's not about being this perfect yeah. version of yourself, but it's about being like content with who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listeners, um, it's about being content with who you are. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a, do you have a greatest accomplishment in your life up to this point? I I don't feel like there's anything that really sticks out as like one single. Just achievement. Is it getting like, into law school like accomplishment in that sense? It feels like a bit. Then you're like, someone. Yeah. Whoa. What are you trying well, to say? Trying no, to not say. that. It's but it's a very just, capable yeah. bunch. You know. It is a capable bunch. But look I also who, feel like. <laughs> who got into law school? Oh my god. If these chunks. <laughs> That's got not in, what yeah. I meant. I, I mean, I just meant like, I I think that law school has this I this perception of being like really hard, and so a lot of people don't apply because yeah, they think that they yeah. can't get in. But I think it's not. Such so, a big deal. So you're saying law school is easy for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I, I get what you I, mean. Like yeah, I think I it's definitely elevated higher, higher than yeah. it maybe deserves. I, I, like you I talk agree, to people like sure. outside of it, and like, oh, you mentioned you're in law school, and they look at you as if you're like super smart you're like, and all no, these things. Like we're actually in there. It's like, well, we're all just normal people, mm-hmm. and we're all starting from scratch. I yeah. think. Yeah, law students are people too. Yeah, <laughs> we are people too. Um, what is your most treasured memory? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have one treasured memory. I like spending time with my family in like lots of different instances. So it's just the whole collection. Whole collection. That's not really. I'm, I didn't really answer the question. Is there like a, a trip you went on at some point that were like, oh, that was a good one, or um, um, an outing, a I concert went, you went to? <laughs> I went one time. Wait, in middle school, we went um, on this trip. It's called Camp Keicho, and it's just like an outdoor um, winter camping trip for like four days, I think, or mm-hmm. a certain amount of time. And um, and you get brought out to this location like in dog sleds. But I remember because the snow at a certain time of year is too painful for like the dog's paws, um, so they can't they can't dr- carry you. Um, so they usually just have like dog sled sleds pulled behind snowmobiles, and that means that there doesn't have to be a musher, so that you as like a passenger can stand at the back of a the sled as you're being pulled like across like the frozen lake. And I have a very clear image of like That's being like really cool. It's so cool. Yeah. It's like you're like bionic and you're just like standing there and 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 you're kind of far enough away from the the snowmobile that you can kind of look just look to the side and just be like grazing over the lake this is the northwest territory this sounds fantastic yeah come to the northwest territories yeah Yellowknife. what what, what was are they the ones with the slogan north of ordinary i don't think so it's probably the yukon okay i always thought that was funny because like kind of taking shots at bc (laughs) (laughs) i think we're like the spectacular northwest territories that's that's not really a slogan do you have the most treasured memory? I, I feel like these questions are a little tough because it's going to be listened to by all family and friends. And so you don't want anyone I feel to feel like, left yeah, out. Don't yeah. want anyone to feel left out. Wow, it's very yeah. surprisingly <laughs> diplomatic answer yeah. from, from Mr. Toilet Bowl here. It's like, ah, oh, this is where I draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> some, some lines just can't be crossed, Tom. <laughs> okay, there's no memory like not involving family members, like ex- they're exempt. You don't have one, Tom? Um, not off the top of my head. Like, you'd mentioned the winter camp. I remember when we were, when I was in grade 8, we also did a winter camp, which was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was horrible. It was really cold. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, minus 25, and we had to, like, sleep That's in the nothing. Room. Actually, yeah, you're, you're like, the one person <laughs> to actually say that. Um, and we were, like, in lean-tos and things like that. Um... And it was it was rough, but like, if you know, it's windy and you're in a yeah, lean too, that's but it was rough, like yeah. it was one of those experiences where like you're in it and it sucked, but then once you come out of it, it was very fun. And mm-hmm. I think everyone was a lot closer after that. I think if if I'm excluding all memories with with friends and family, and are everyone, you going back? Circling back, I'm circling. Yeah, wow, I'll circle back. Yeah. <laughs> um, then probably probably my favorite one was um, in in grade ten in track. I did a kind of kayaking backpacking trip. Uh, mm-hmm. between a bunch of uh, different islands uh, and we'd do like open sea kayaking and just camp on a different island each That's really day cool. that is really it was cool. like with the track team you do that track track it was it's track. a track. Oh, okay. t-r-e-k yeah, yeah. Um, it's like this outdoor school program in in vancouver oh, okay mm. that's really cool hey do you want to do one last question yeah we'll do one last one and then we'll kind of give a little send off um how about think this one's good this one what I highlighted. Oh. <laughs> do you want to do that one? Yeah, no, this one's nice. Okay. Yeah, what do you value most in a friendship? I have to think about it. I was still sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good, but... Um, I think I can, I can go first on this one. Probably uh, probably just... It's, it may seem superficial, but just like a similar sense of humor. Mm. I think, yeah, I can 
sometimes I can like have a dark sense of humor and I like someone who appreciates that. I think the thing that I value most is probably just that they make you feel comfortable, like yeah. just being yourself. I don't know that's not like one individual thing, but just kind of that feeling that they give you. That warmth. Yeah. Mm. That, <laughs> that you yeah, want. That, that warmth. <laughs> that I want, yeah. Um, I think mine's similar. I think I value like, like sincerity. I guess like people like that we're all allowed to just be our most true selves and like. I don't know that you don't have to pretend if you're feeling tired or like to perform. I don't know. I feel like I I am someone who like either I feel like I'm very articulate and I'm like good at joking and or whatever and then other times it's like I can barely string a sentence together and I <laughs> I need people to not judge me for those two sides of mm. my personality, you know. Acceptance. All we want is acceptance. Mm. I just want someone who won't hold me accountable. <laughs> That's what I want. Unaccountability. Who doesn't question you? Yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Um, Who agrees with everything you say? Even better. Laughs at all your jokes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Falling in love right now. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you all did too. Nice. Yeah, because that was pretty what good. A segue. Segue. What, what a segue. What a segue. Dismount. All right. <laughs> yeah, sticks the um, landing on that yeah. one. Yeah, I think it's fair to say um, our upcoming episodes aren't going to be like this. Um, so, whether, so if you liked this, yeah. So if, so you, if you like this, if you, stop if listening. If you did like this, I'd say give the other ones a chance. Get It'll ready be to different. be disappointed. They'll be very different. Um, probably a little more structured. Um, if you didn't like this, then you're in luck because <laughs> you're not gonna have to hear it again. Um, but I think this is just an opportunity. I think for us to get to know each other, even, um, and also to allow you as listeners to get to know the podcast. But yeah, hopefully we all have a great season. Um, Anyone listening to this, hope you have a great season. Gonna go out there, give it 110%. <laughs> <laughs> have Let's a good ace season. our evidence exams. <laughs> Do your job. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll have a great season. Looking forward to it. Are you all excited about the podcast? Scale of 1 to 10? 11. Yeah. 11, whoa. Yeah. 12. <laughs> wow. Can I say 13? Or is it? Or is That's that, unlucky, or, but. Or is that too transparent at that point? No, you can say 13. <laughs> Eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's that's all. Anything? Thanks for listening. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. If you like what you heard, stay tuned. Each Monday, we'll be coming out with new episodes. Future topics include tenancy rights, plain language legal drafting, Afrofuturism in the law. We interview Supreme Court Justice Obonsawin. We talk about decriminalization and Hazleton Indigenous Courts.